Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames Island. First, give me a cheers. Okay. Okay, we're ready? And books are sexy. We're back! We're back, baby! It's 2024. 2024. We're ready to drink some champagne and read some good books. Yes, we are, Amanda. We had a great break. Fabulous. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, We were talking about some movies we watched, some books we read. I probably read, and I'm not going to reveal it, the best book I have read since the store opened. I will put it as the twin sister to Julia Langbein's American Mermaid. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I I read this book as well. And, and I also loved it. Yes. So hint, hint, we have mentioned it on this podcast before. Right. And time shall reveal. So when you get to start your year reading something like that, it's almost like, where do we go from here? Yeah. But that's what we're talking about today. Where do we go? Yeah. What are we doing? What's the roadmap for 2024? Well, the thing you have to start with is popping bubbles. That's right. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> And of course, um, I hope that's not a sign of how our year is going to go because our bottle, I'm an expert popper. I don't know though. Is champagne in the crotch a good sign or a bad sign? Um, you know, I don't really mind champagne anywhere. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I think we'll be okay. But, um, yeah, I just a little crotch champagne never hurt anybody. I hope the year goes a little bit more smoothly and predictable than that. We are drinking French champagne, so it's Kunstboss. Say it's it again. Fr- yeah, it's kind of German, but it must be on the <laughs> French-German border or something. It's a Cremant d'Assasse, and it's dry, and it smells really good. It does smell good. And it was made in France, so, you know, we're doing well. It smells very yeasty, very grapey. Ooh, yeah. You smell that? Yeah, it smells really good. We are. Can you tell how professional we are? Our knowledge has just gotten it so has refined. Got, I am. I am a wine connoisseur. Yeah, just call us Sam Ellen and Sam Amanda. Exactly. Um, speaking of which, we've heard that some people think we sound alike, which is the most insane thing ever. Because when I listen <laughs> to my voice, I hate it, and when I listen to your voice, Ellen. It's so professional in NPR, but we should identify ourselves. I'm Amanda. I'm Ellen. And, we, and if we sound alike, too fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you every time it's me talking. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, we're, but for a little reference, we'll just do a little check, 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 check. This is Ellen. What, what? Yeah. Oh, no, you do one. Um, <laughs> I'm not good at that. Okay, that's Amanda. This is Amanda. Listen up. <laughs> All right, what are you reading right now, Ellen? This is how we start the podcast every week. What are you reading? Because we like to talk about what we're reading. That's what we do every time we walk into the store. We're telling each other about what we're excited about, telling people they need to read it, what's weird. Yeah, so I've done quite a bit of reading this year so far. I usually get off to a strong start in January. I'm reading two books right now. Um, One I'm barely into. It's called The Fellowship of Puzzle Makers by Samuel Burr. Mm-hmm. And it is, I believe, an April release. Who was the Burr who shot Hamilton? Aaron Burr. Yeah. Sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not that Burr. Not related that we're aware of. Hopefully not. Um, but the premise of this book is um, this guy, Clayton, as, a, as an infant, was left on the doorstep of this like puzzle commune, mm-hmm. people who do puzzles. 
enigmatologist. Enigmatologist. And official. he's raised there. And now he's an adult, and the woman who raised him there has died, and she's left him this, like, final puzzle to solve that deals with his parentage and where he came from. So I'm not really far into it yet, but there's actually, what I love about this book so far is it's got little puzzles along the way. Right. You get to visually (laughs) see what the puzzles are. And I know this because we're essentially, by accident, buddy reading this book. We are are both puzzlers, too. And I think, like... If you are a person who like, you know, whether it's jigsaw puzzles or you do the crossword or whatever, we're always talking about, did you do connections? Did you do their crossword? You know, if you if you're a puzzle person, this book will speak to you. Right. Um, So I really enjoy it. I'm really just at the start of it. But so far, it's really fun. The second book I'm reading is not fun, but it's really good. It won the Booker Prize in 2023. It's called Profit Song. And you picked this up? You picked this up where? I picked this up at the Island Bookshop in Venice, Florida. Because you finally got a break. Where I got to meet the owner, Mike. And uh, it's a lovely bookstore. It actually, I, I go to Venice fairly often because I have a friend from high school who lives there in you can get a direct flight from on Allegiant from Des Moines. Like That's really insane. Cheap. So I go stay with her. And anyway, I hadn't been there um, since shortly after our store opened. Uh, and they were not there the last time I was there. They also opened in 2021. So they are the same age as we are. And I uh, had a fun conversation with him. And it's a really cute little shop, great curation. And I bought this um, at Island Bookshop. I don't know that it's really a beach read. No, um. it does not appear to be a beach read. <laughs> but I did the read, Booker usually I is did not read a beach some read. of it on the beach. No um, way. So it's it's dystopian and it takes place in Ireland because apparently I'm on an Irish kick you are. right now. It's just something about it. I don't know. Anyway, um, it's from the point of view, or it's about Ailish, and she's a mother of four. She's a scientist, and her husband is a trade unionist for a teachers' union. He's like the head of the teachers' union, essentially higher up in the teachers' union for the whole um, country of Ireland. And there's been the government is like descending into tyranny. Not that different from what's happening here. Yeah, how and timely. there's this sort of this emergency order that negates aspects of the constitution. So like due process and people start just kind of disappearing, being snatched up by the state. And so the book opens with Ailish answering the door to two police officers who are looking for her husband. And she knows immediately, like, it's bad. Yeah. But also her husband's like a good guy. And he sort of convinces her that, like, her husband convinces her it's probably not that big of a deal. But they do know people who have been snatched up and not brought home. And shortly into the story, her husband is snatched up at a protest and she hasn't heard from him. And so the the structure of this book is kind of like a song. It's very interesting use of punctuation. There's no paragraphing. This is 100% a book or book. Yeah, you you really have to like, it, and there's no like good put down spot. So I find when I pick it back up, I have to kind of like go back a Refresh. couple pages. Mm-hmm. But the writing is beautiful. The descriptions are beautiful. And it's just this like very haunting kind of disturbing story that really reflects a lot of I think things that are going on in the world as we sort of descend into this like nationalistic right-wing bullshit Mm -hmm. Um, and it rings true and so I right now I really love it but it's not it's not a beach read though I read it on the beach Uh, what are you reading for one of the first times in my life I am reading like 
six books at once. I know. You told me this last night. She sent me a text message. <laughs> and she's like, I'm reading. Tonight I'm going to read this and this and this. Well, like, what are you doing? <laughs> we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to pick the best books coming out each month for our, for our subscription, the we dog do. pack. Yeah. And so we'll read something and we'll like it. But it always feels like we ju- we just want that transcendent experience in our reading. And it's really hard um, not to read widely for each month until we hit that sweet spot. And so I rotated, be th- I'm rotating between three different books. So I'm also reading P- Fellowship of Puzzle Makers. One of the more unusual books, which will not be a subscription pick because I just don't think it will sit well with that many people, is called <laughs> Annie Bought by Sierra Greener. And I think that there will be people who enjoy this quite a bit. The premise is Annie Bot is an AI cuddle bunny. She's like a Aww, sex robot sweet. for her owner, Doug, who designed her to satisfy all of his needs. But she has been allowed to transition out of her cleaning the house mode, the basic mode. You can come in a couple different Jeez. modes. And now she's <laughs> autodidactic. Like she's able okay. to more engage and be more like a real girlfriend. And um, so she, she has to clean and she has to cook dinner and she has to like pet his ego. Is and she going to murder him? Tell I me. don't know. Tell Fulfill me she does. every needs. And he is very demanding and very easily displeased. And she's constantly gauging his displeasure or frustration level on a mm. scale of one to ten. But as she's developing into the self-learning mode, she's starting to learn more about freedom and curiosity and secrecy. And she's becoming smart. And as because she becomes more smart as a woman, she is less able to please Doug. And is that a bad thing? And I just love the premise. But it's a little disturbing the way in which we know she she's AI, she's a robot, but the way in which she is just used. Yeah. So that's not for everyone, but I think for those who really like the idea of examining that male-female relationship, uh, female independence. Or objectification. Yes. um, It would be a really cool read. Um, I'm reading ADHD for Smartass Women because I'm really trying to figure (laughs) that that out. sounds like you. I know. It is me all over the place. Um, I'll update you more on that later, but it's written by an ADHD coach. Um, I'm reading Anita DeMonte Laughs Last. I I want to read it. Ryan and I were talking about it just yesterday. Right. So I'm sure a lot of us will be downloading the digital arc, but I like it because it's dual timeline. There is an artist, um, Puerto Rican artist in the eighties who's married to a white, like renowned sculptress, but she's finally made her break. But what we understand is that she, not long after getting her break into the museum world, getting some of her prints picked up for like the Met, um, she dies mysteriously. And then, um, in the two thousands, we have an art student, uh, also a person of color who gets a, a privileged, um, like kind of residency or um, 
internship at one of the museums in New York. And in the process of her connections that she makes in the art world, rediscovers this woman's work. And so I think secrets will be revealed. Mysteries will be revealed. I'm excited to get deeper into it. And, and then the last one I'm reading that I started last night is called Help Wanted by Adele Waldman. And I find it interesting because it's like, Without calling it Target, it's like the people who unload all of the shipments at Target <laughs> and they're required to do it between four and eight in the morning, but they're being, their department is underfunded, understaffed, and they like are always coming up short and the shelves are always like a little bit empty and they're really stressed out, but they're being overseen by a dumbass boss and they don't give a shit. Sound familiar, Rachel? <laughs> Is not giving a shit. Dumb, dumbass bosses. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate. So we've spread the net wide. Most of these books that we're mentioning are coming out in March and April. There's a lot of really cool things coming out. Um, but Should we list them off again for our listeners? Because Rachel says that we have to do a better job of bringing them back. The books that we just mentioned? Yeah. So okay. I talked about The Fellowship of Puzzle yeah. Makers by Samuel Burr. Yeah. And Prophet Song by Paul Lynch. Right. And I also echoed your interest in Fellowship of Puzzle Makers and spoke about Annie Bott by Sierra Greer and Anita DeMont Laughs Last. How do we say her first name? So chill. All right. And I also mentioned Anita DeMonte Laughs Last by Zochio Gonzalez. Sounds about right. And my last one was Help Wanted by Adele Waldman. So that's the roundup of everything we are reading right now, which brings us to our topic of conversation for the day, our 2024 reading goals. Did you meet your 2023 reading goals? No. What were they? Um, I had two goals. One was to read good books, which I did meet that goal. Okay. And the second one was to post about all the books I read. And I'll tell you what, Amanda, I did a great job in January and February. Yeah. <laughs> Two months is good. And then I totally stopped. Before I owned a bookstore, for a number of years, I would post every book I read. I would post a picture of the cover, like on Facebook, mm-hmm. with my thoughts on the book. And I don't know why I've fallen out of that. I don't really read more books than I used to. I read about the same amount, but for some reason, maybe I'm just like drowning in books all the time. Right. Um, so I I would like to do that. I mean, it's like, I guess it's sort of a goal in that I hope that I do that, but I'm right. not going to like hold, hold myself yourself. to it. Yeah. Okay. So for 2024, Ellen, what goal, what is your goal? I have the most simple goal. Yeah. And it is half of my goal last year, which okay. is to read good books. I think Ellen is a really great example for most of our customers who just, you know, sometimes people put too much pressure on themselves about what books they should be reading or how many they should be reading. I'm also like a naturally competitive kind of person. Like Uh I'll compete with myself too, right? Right. Like I'll play the fucking level on the game until I beat it. Right. All night long. So you don't want to put yourself in that situation. And then it becomes, if I'm like, oh, read a hundred books, right? Then I'll just like, Will it get to the point where I don't even enjoy what I'm doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, if I just choose something that's very attainable, like, just read good books, mm-hmm. then I don't have this, like, need to get weird and competitive about it. Right. But that's, like, just me trying to be self-aware. It's I not think for you're going to have a nice year. You'll probably exceed your expectations. You I might read so. a few bad books, too. I it every so. happens Oh, every I, yeah, I well. probably will. 
Uh, what's your what, well? What was your goal last year? So my daughter, who meticulously, my daughter Eloise, who meticulously participates in Goodreads, encouraged me to create a Goodreads reading goal, which is simply numeric. And so midway through the year, I set my goal at 75 books. Nice. I forget what I read last year. It might have been 67. And I I lose track. And I also, you know, will read ha- every once in a while you'll read half a book. And it's like, well, I spent the time reading that, but it doesn't really count. So anyway, I met my goal before okay. New Year's while on vacation. So I am upping my goal. I don't know if this is a good thing to do, but I'm upping it to 80 <laughs> books. I think that's doable for you for sure. I hope so. Um, but I have a lot of goals because you are goal oriented. I also like, I also like to set myself up to disappoint myself. Um, (laughs) next year you'll be like, okay, I'm with you, Ellen. (laughs) I want to track all my books on Goodreads to keep my daughter happy because she doesn't want to be friends with me on Goodreads unless I'm a contributor. Fair. And that would include my DNFs did not finish. So it would be a more accurate representation. Um, I have a weird, like I said, uh, the pressure we put on ourselves to find the best books. I've been not finishing books more often in, in my previous life before owning a bookstore, I would never quit a book. No, I wouldn't either. I I can only think of maybe a couple of times when I, when I DNF'd a book, but I do it more frequently now because you know, we're, we're, we are reading ahead and we're trying to choose the best. And sometimes you read a book and it's like, you know, this just isn't hitting it for me. Right. And you got to move on. Yeah. Got to do it for the people. For the people. So I want to give myself the grace to be okay with my DNFs. Um, and then in my dream world, we talked about dream world things, you know, like you posting all of your reads. Yeah. I would be like Katie Reads Fiction on Instagram. I attempted this <laughs> and I made like three or four spreads. She always has a picture of the cover and all these cute illustrations and cool washi tapes and visual images represented from the book. And she journals her thoughts and gives it a five-star review. I love her. I want to be her. Um, she read and journaled 80 books in 2023. I, She's like my idol when it comes to recording books. I don't think it's going to happen. Good for her. Um, I'd also like to share more of my reading in my personal social media, whether it's just quote from book, quotes from books, covers of books, audiobooks I'm listening to. I just want to better engage the people that I'm more like non-business connected to in my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. to what I'm reading to remind them they can come to the store and buy their books. <laughs> Um, okay. So those are our goals, but we did pull our social media followers and our staff on the reading goals. And what was cool is when I sent the text out to staff, it was like within seconds, <laughs> everyone was hitting us up with their reading goals. Really, really cool. Uh, and we had a lot of social media engagement on this post. I love that. I love when people come into our store in January and they're like, yeah, I you know, told myself I was going to read more this year. And we're like, we gotcha. We'll solve this problem. We'll find you a good book. Um, but I noticed as I was compiling all the notes that these uh, goals fell into certain categories, common categories. Um, First and foremost, the numeric reading goal. Um, Like I mentioned, I wanted to read 75 this year. I hit it. 
Um, but we got we got some interesting numeric responses. So the first one was from Amy. Tell us about what she wants to do because you said you're going to replicate it. Yeah, I actually I think this is a very good goal. Um, Amy said she's going to read at least one picture book a week so that by the end of the year, she has at least 52 picture books she can talk about. And she's already met her goal. So far, so she's far. read like two, which good job, Amy. So I think this is great. You are, if you've ever been in our store, you know, like, like if somebody needs a children's recommendation, we just go to Amanda because she just knows it. She knows all of it. She's great at making recommendations. I feel somewhat confident in there, not nearly as confident as you, but I have small kids and I mm -hmm. know what they like and I read to my kids. Um, but a lot of our booksellers really like feel uncomfortable making recommendations in children's because right. it's just not their wheelhouse. And so right. I think that's a great goal. And like who can't read a picture book a week? Yeah. You know, it's really easy. You can read it at like five minutes at most. Um, but yes, picture books are my great love. Mariah's goal was to read two complete series, which sounds like a commitment knowing the type of series. They're probably fat books. So she's going to read two complete series and 25 books in translation, which is cool. Like she's, you know, she's going to seek out the best and she runs our uh, found in translation book club. So that curation of that book club is going to be excellent. Okay. And from social media, um, our follower, Alicia, has a lofty goal of 120 books. Damn. Jill is aiming for 100, and Hattie wants to hit her Goodreads goal of 45 books. And then Brady said 30 books, but 10,000 pages. Oh. So I've seen things like this where, like, number of pages they wanted to read so that, you know, let's say you committed to 30 books, but then you ended up reading a couple, like, You read, like, Game of Thrones right. or something. Right. And I've also seen someone um, on social media who's trying to read their height in books. Anyone? Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, that's kind of fun. I you wonder. Know, there's a teacher at the middle school who does this with his students every year. Uh -huh. They track their re their reading, and then they stack up that number of books in the library, and he takes their picture with oh, their stack. That's really cool. Which is fun. So though that could be another way. Um, and and if you're looking for a way to track it, Goodreads is kind of the place. Their reading challenge is a great option for people who want to set that numeric goal. And when you get to the end, it does this little animated yay yeah, celebration. I, mean, I used to always do a numeric goal. And then I found I kind of have like a natural pace. Yeah, you know, we do that. That I'm just always going to kind of read at. Right. And um, but I think it's important to point out that you know you, you have someone whose goal is like 120 books, and I talk to someone who's like, I want to read 12 books, so I want to read a book a month. It really doesn't matter. I think kind of like wherever you're at, like if you don't read a lot and you want to get into reading, like oh my god, you read like a book every two months. That's great. Yeah, it's you fantastic. Know? Like I think just. You know, there's not really a number. It's about you personally. It's like running, right? Yeah. Like you're competing against yourself. Right. 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 Yeah. Because it can get kind of braggy. I mean, I've met some people who read an insane number of books. I can't fathom it. I read. I am an owner of a bookstore and I cannot, I cannot invest the same amount. But also, it, it also depends on how you consume your books. Right. Right? Like, if you're doing audiobooks at two and a half speed, your rate is going to be higher. Right. But if you don't do audiobooks, your rate's going to be a lot lower. Right. Or you do it at regular speed, it's going to be a lot lower. So it's just kind of like, read for enjoyment, set a goal that's attainable for you, that fits you. 
Right. If you're going to do the numeric thing. The other thing I noticed uh, a pattern in a lot of the responses we got were goals for variety and diversity in reading. Um, I saw several, several responses about wanting to read more nonfiction. I cannot include this in my goal. I'm going to blame it on ADHD. I lose my attention. I can read a good memoir that has like a narrative thread. But our bookseller, Katie, wants to read at least one nonfiction book a month, which will be easy for her because she reads like 30 books a month. She's insane. Um, She already (laughs) read The Art Thief by Michael Finkel, which has been a very popular nonfiction title in our store. It's about the world's most prolific art thief. Um, And she called the book totally insane. And I did start listening to this on audiobook, and it is totally insane. This is just like (laughs) a different kind of human being. Okay. I enjoy nonfiction. I don't really gravitate toward it all that often, but I read... I dabble. I mean, I re- I read always read some nonfiction. Exactly. It, it's right. a it's a rare in between for me. It really has to grab me, otherwise my attention can't be sustained. Um, Brady again from uh, social media said that he wants to read his first graphic novel. Um, I think that's totally cool. My favorite graphic novel that I ever read was Dragon Hoops. I recommend it all the time in the store because it's nonfiction graphic novel. Um, He talked about wanting to read more translated novels. He should join Found in Translation, more nonfiction, and more non-white female authors. All great goals. And Hattie wants to read more books about nature. So kind of in that nonfiction, but a little bit more specific. Those are great right. goals. Some of the really popular reading challenges that prompt this sort of diversity and give you kind of the creativity to discover new things would be reading challenges like Book Riots Read Harder. Mariah, our bookseller, is obsessed with the Read Harder Challenge. Um, it is a challenge made up of 24 tasks, so an average of two per month, that invite readers to explore different formats, genres, and perspectives that would push them outside their comfort zone and diversify their TBR. Um, Storygraph, which is the alternative to Goodreads, has a 52 book club annual reading challenge. And so they have 52 prompts that include everything from specific titles to cover designs, like read a cover that's read, (laughs) uh, read a specific author, genre, setting, themes, characters, again, designed to diversify your reading. And, you know, we do um, a similar thing. It's not a year-long challenge, but a summer reading challenge Mm -hmm. that aims to do that too. Lots of different prompts and ways to challenge yourself or push yourself outside of what you would normally read. Right. Um, Another theme that cropped up. um, I saw this a lot. (laughs) I know. I know. It's problematic for us as bookstore owners, (laughs) but we support you. Um, Backlist goals. So backlist would be books that came out some time ago that you might have missed, which you can buy at our store. Or (laughs) books that you were interested in, bought and put on your shelf or in your stack on your bedside table that you haven't gotten to yet. Right. Many of our staff and social media followers wanted to tackle their TBR um, and their backlist of books that they already own. Um, Our booksellers, Jess and Bailey, were among those criminals. They wanted to read books that they already own at home. Um, Good for them. Um, (laughs) Nayeli, our bookseller, uh, wants to quit books she's not enjoying and then donate them, which is great. We have a great used book section. So what might not work for you may work for someone else. Um, You can bring it in, either donate it or sell it for store credit. And she wants to reread books she loves and misses. 
And similarly, our followers, Brady and Megan, both want to read from books they've already purchased. And we support you in that. I we have do. books on my shelf. Like, I really want to read the book, the um, the Cottingly um, Secret or Sister, something. It's about the kids in the early 1900s who used a camera to photograph fairies in the forest. And I haven't oh, yeah. read it yet, and I really want to read it. Well, you know, I think any book lover or book collector sort of has this problem. Right. Where you have a lot of books that you looked, you know, like when we go to a bookstore, I always buy a book when I'm at an independent bookstore. And do I read all of them? No, because I'm kind of a mood reader. And I also have some obligatory reading. Right. And between those two things, sometimes a book that, you know, I think is going to be good, I just don't get to. Right. And I've learned to try to be a little bit more comfortable with that. Right. And life is long. They can sit on the shelf and they will come to us someday. It looks pretty. I'm Uh enjoying it in that way. Right. One other collection of goals I uncovered and some of the data we got from our staff and our social media followers was that people have specific book goals. So like specific to an author or a title, a book they've always been trying to get to or an author. I can relate to this one. I really want to reread the entire Anna Green Gables series, like in physical form, not just audiobook, because I'm addicted to the audiobook. Um, because in August, I hope to visit Prince Edward Island with my mom, who introduced me. I want to live on Prince Edward Island. I'll update you once I go. Hopefully Did there's a bookstore know there. That uh, Story Theater Company, which is a local children's theater, is putting on Anna Green Gables. Well, I'll have to go. And my neighbor is Gilbert. Oh my God, swoon, swoon! Um, but he's like eleven, so no. Okay, um, gross. Uh, and let's see. I actually have. I, I'm not going to say it's my New Year's resolution, but there is a book I would really like to read. What is it? The Priory of the Orange. I Tree. knew you were going to say it. That's <laughs> such a fatty. I know. I keep avoiding it because it's so big. You can, but read I it. really want to read it. You could invest like, um, like. 100 pages a month and then over the course of the year maybe you'll finish it something like that 100 pages is a lot weekend you'll just go balls to the wall balls to the walls with priory of the orange tree okay our social media followers listed specific books um rachel said she wants to read all of tony morrison's fiction this year it's a great goal yeah, and then leah says she wants to read the wheel of time series by robert jordan which is going to be quite a few. 15. 15 in the series is what Rachel says. So that's like more than one a month. That's a lot. Um, during COVID, I read one Louise Penny a month, and that's how I discovered the Inspector Gamache series. I had to, <laughs> I had to pace it out because I loved it so much. I knew that I would just tear through it all in a row, and then I'd be like really depressed. Um, and so it worked out perfectly for me where I got to the end, and then I just had to wait for the next new release. Speaking of which, she just announced... <gasps> The Gray Wolf will be out in October of this year. Thank you, Louise. Thanks, Louise. Another trend we noticed had to do with habits, people wanting to make new reading habits. Mm -hmm. So Kelly wants to read a little each night before bed. I do that every night. That is my reading habit. Right. And participate in a silent read club once a week. Right. I also read before bed almost always. It's that like battle 
and it relates to one of my habits that I try and maintain is always carry a book with me. It's always in my backpack. If I'm going in the car, it's kind of ridiculous. If I'm going out to dinner, I still have the book with me because I know there are those moments where you end up like waiting for your table or you're waiting to pick up a kid in the pickup line. You can either scroll through social media or you can read three pages. Like, and so I'm trying to break that social media addiction with always having my book with me. So that would be my habit. And I want to keep practicing that. I, this is like part of our reading goals. Visit more bookstores. Always. We learn from every single bookstore we visit. We love seeing best practices. We haven't set any goals for this year. We will get to go to Cincinnati. So we'll visit bookstores there. Apparently I'll visit some in Prince Edward Island. Um, you visited yours in Venice. We always want to visit bookstores, but I love Julie who said that she, her goal is to visit our (laughs) store, even though she lives in Chicago, but she has family in Des Moines. We love you, Julie. We love you, Julie. Your goals. Yeah. So that should be everyone's goal. If you travel, always look up the local independent bookstore and go there. You don't know. We're going to say, if you travel, you should travel to Ames, Iowa. That too. If you are in (laughs) Iowa and you have not visited our store yet, if you live in Egypt and you want a vacation, come visit us. I mean, it should be your goal. Duh. We're like a lifetime Who doesn't goal. want to come to Ames, Bucket Iowa. list. All right. So those would be some really cool goals that we heard about from many people. Think about what your goals are. Let Doggered Books help you meet them. Um, and we're changing up our format a little bit with the podcast. Instead of laying out every book that's coming out um, this week, because there are always great books coming out um, and always great things happening in the store, what we're going to talk about is what is the most poppin' book hitting shelves this week. Okay. This is a big deal, okay? It's a big deal, you guys. Our staff is freaking out because Emily Wilde's Map of the Otherlands by Heather Fawcett, the second in this Canadian author's new fantasy series, is coming out. Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. So if you're looking this up on our website to purchase it, it is P-A-E-D-I-A, Encyclopedia of Fairies with a (laughs) F-A-E, because this is a magical world with magical spelling. Um, is the first in the series. It was a runaway bestseller as soon as it hit the store. Um, it was named a New York Times Book Review and NPR Best of the Year. Um, anyone who's read it has loved it. We have a huge excitement around the second book. To tell you a little bit about what it's about, Emily Wilde is a curmudgeonly Cambridge professor who is the foremost expert on fairies. And she's compiling the first encyclopedia of fairy lore, all the information about all the fairies. So this is a world in which fairies exist. Um, But curmudgeonly people aren't always good with actual people. She's very good with the fairy world, but not the people world. Um, She likes her dog, she likes her books, and she likes fair folk, which are the fairies. She is traveling to a small village to uncover the secrets of most elusive of all fairies, which they call the hidden ones. And she has no intention of making any human connections, but that intention is challenged by the arrival of Wendell Bambleby. That's a very (laughs) magical fairy world name. Um, He is insufferable. He is also handsome and dashing. And she needs to figure out who is this guy and what does he really want? which might be her heart. So oh, shit. This is a romanticy. Um, anyway, you'll have to read the first to find out where this goes. But in the second series, there are mysterious 
the second in this series is Emily Wilde's Map of the Other Lands hitting the shelves this Tuesday. Um, she is still connected with her flame, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Oh, Bumblebee. Um, but he brings some interesting plot points into her story. He is being pursued by his fairy family. Um, dark things are happening. Um, he's on the run from his murderous mother. Oh and my he wants, God, he me wants, too. Anyway, mysterious creatures are coming after Bumblebee and entering into the world of Emily Wilde. So um, she's also making a map of the realms of the fairies. This is her new project. So she's moved on from her encyclopedia. Now she is making her map of the fairy world. And she still has to contend with the chaos that Bumblebee brings into her world. Now this is exciting because we have an event around this book's publication. We do. Heather Fawcett is going to Zoom with us. Right. So whether you have participated in our Women from Other Worlds book club or not, you may join in on this Zoom conversation by registering by going to dogeardbooksames.com and go under our events tab where you can register and save a seat for yourself at this Zoom conversation with the Heather Fawcett. It is Sunday, January 28th at 7 p.m. You'll be able to ask questions and swoon over the first book. And, you know, I actually, I haven't read Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies yet, but it is one that, like, seems to have wide appeal. Because it's like Fourth I Wing. I don't know a person who's read it who didn't love it. Right. Fourth Wing, I feel like I had to read it because there was such hype around it. I feel more excited about Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. The love around this book makes me feel like I'm really missing something. So that could be a goal for us. TBR yeah. 2024. Another specific read. Right. So with that, keep, keep the, the champagne flowing and the, the books going. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs>